this was so last minute thrown together and then Rob <laughs> scheduled it for the wrong time. <laughs> Feels like the good old days of when we were unprofessional. <laughs> this is such a uh, so Robert tweeted something yesterday. Um he tweeted out the Brian Holdsworth link and I just I was like what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like are you free because I typically work on a Saturday and I don't have work this Saturday so I figured let's let's hang out and have a chat and Robert was available. So we we've spoken to Robert before. Robert, how you been, man? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. As I said, I need a big bowl of popcorn to to follow everything that's going. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but like it's like, guys, you couldn't invent, you couldn't plan this or program this or script oh, this. It's just it it has been an exciting couple of weeks, I would say. So between the Strickland stuff, then the the Lofton drama, and then we had our show, and in our show, it was. What an interesting show because the most um, feedback I'm getting is that people felt almost like they were in some kind of a VIP lounge with all the Catholic podcasters in the chat. And it, it was such an interesting dynamic to have Matt Frad, Brian Holdsworth, Kennedy Hall, Mike Lewis. Uh, yeah, Mike Lewis team. cracking jokes with Kennedy Hall laughing at them like, what the heck is going on here? I think it kind of showed that despite our differences especially with between kennedy and mike lewis right like those two guys yeah. are so far apart but, but despite our differences we're all still catholic we all still care about the same things and we need to maybe tone things down a little bit the way we're the way we handle yeah. things yeah yeah i mean i definitely feel that i'm i am friends with mike lewis and um do you know what once i i, I took a stance on, on a subject once that was we were just at arguments length, uh, Mike and myself about something that that he had published, and I, and I viciously attacked attacked him over something, and then I had to admit I'm wrong, and I actually was wrong, yeah. and it was like humble pie, and I had to and I had to write an email to Mike and I said, Mike, I am sorry, you were right, I was wrong. Now that doesn't mean I agree with everything that he said, but <laughs> you know, it, it, there, God sometimes he comes in and says, you know, he he humbles us and I said, you know what, Robert, you were wrong. And uh, and we can take it two ways. We can just be prideful and go about and ignore, or we can actually say I was wrong. And I suppose Catholicism is this is is a is a lifetime of discovery and education and prayer and humility. <laughs> because am I right? Do, do do I have to study more? Do I have to 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 uh, to pray more? Do I have to uh, talk more? So that's why. Like, yeah, we're Catholic. We're guys, we're Catholic, and we'll have a discussion and we'll have a debate. But we're, we, we've all got one destination, and I have to pray that Mike Lewis and myself and everybody else and all you guys, we're all going to get to heaven. We have to have that faith, that sure hope that we all make it there and help each other to get there. And that's the beauty of Catholicism. You know, it's, um, you know, it, it's a team effort in the sense yeah. that of, 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 of evangelization. So... But you know what it is? We we see all these tribalistic camps popping up, but you and I were saying in the green room, I I, I watch pretty much everybody, right? So I, I was telling you, I'm like, oh, I love this video that you did. I love this video that you did. But you were telling me you read pretty much, you keep up with most of the blogs and you speak three different languages. And, and the idea is, I think when people get caught up in a camp, say you're, you're yeah. a Kennedy Hall fan, you think... You have to agree with every single thing Kennedy says. And then if somebody else disagrees, you're not allowed to be a fan of that part where I watch everybody. And I find that 
I, I find that everybody's saying pretty similar things. They might disagree on one slight, you know, Kennedy's very, um, uh, very pro SSPX. And you might find somebody that's yeah. not so pro SSPX, but when it comes down to the faith itself, they both believe the Orthodox faith and they're disagreeing about this strange liturgical thing or a canonical status. It doesn't separate you as brothers so yeah. I don't I don't think that there should ever be these tribes. And I think that we should all be coming together to have conversations. We definitely do. And this is what we need to drive home. If we if we drive each other into a camp, because I've seen it in the traditional world in in, in Ireland, you 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 had the SSPX in Ireland. They were the the only show in town as far as traditional Latin mass for for a while. And all of a sudden, a disagreement broke out between the SSPX and Bishop Williamson went one way and the rest went the other. And in Ireland, Bishop Williamson came in and he ordained one of the priests here in Ireland, a bishop, Bishop um, Father Bellini. And now you have one side of traditional faith that won't talk, literally won't talk to the other or there's conflict. And I'm saying, gosh, God, if you only remained... If you could only agree among yourselves, you would be able to um, dialogue better about what you actually believe in. But now that one side won't talk to the other, uh, it doesn't. Sh- oh, it's heartbreaking. It, it is. It is heartbreaking. And you and you see this going out in the church. We see this expanding out in the church. We have to talk together because at the end of the day, we have one mission. We have to bring everybody to heaven. Yeah. You might look at McCarrick and hate him and what he's, but. If you're really Catholic, and this is going to challenge people, we have to pray that we will he will be with us. We'll have beatific vision in heaven. That's a that's a big statement. That's wow, Robert, that's too much. You know, yeah, I pray for but do you want me to pray for these guys? That that's too much for me. But if but that's what Christ calls us to do, it's the higher calling, you know. Yeah. It is to, yeah, you, you pray you pray your enemies have a repentant heart at the end of their life. It's it's the it's the hallmark of being a Christian to love your enemies. It's a tough one. I mean, Christ, as he's being crucified, says, Father, forgive them, for they know not exactly. what they do. You know, I mean, people exactly. are capable of some pretty evil stuff. And if Christ can forgive the people that actually did that to him, how can we not forgive someone who has a disagreement on a canonical status of a certain fraternal <laughs> a priestly fraternity? You know, it's just it's it's just pretty crazy. I, I was curious what it looks like from Ireland to see the American church because we hear all the time that uh especially from Francis will make comments or the Vatican will make comments that this is a very American problem, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I watch um, Catholic Unscripted, and they're in the UK. I watch you, and you're in Ireland, and you guys seem to have very similar sentiments to what we feel over here. It doesn't feel like a uniquely American problem. Maybe a uniquely English-speaking problem, because I don't speak other languages. I know you do, but do you feel that the the Catholics that you associate with in Ireland are feeling similar sentiments, or are you the wild card in Ireland? (laughs) Okay, for to start off with, I never intended to be a Catholic blogger. So it wasn't like, oh, this is what I'm going to, going to set up. I just voiced frustration one day on camera and people started listening to me. I was just saying, you know, couldn't we do more to reverence the Eucharist? Because we were treating it like toxic waste. We, I put one video up and I said, this bishop was giving the Eucharist through a screen. He was masked up and, you know, sanitized everything. And I said, hmm. <laughs> Are we so afraid of our Lord that we've, we're, we're literally treating him like toxic waste the way we 
move. Yeah. And and it and it just exploded. You know, thousands of people contacted me. You're so right. You're voicing it, and that kind of stood back. And then I just kept going. And, uh, um, you know, I. I I I never thought I'd be in this space because I had walked away from the church. I I I'm I'm I work in a in a secular. I work in a large multinational company uh, involved in supply chain and SAP uh, systems um, support and all of this customer engagement. And I really didn't have any clue. Didn't really want to get involved in the church politics, but. It, do you know, at the end of the day, you reach a state of life. You said, we have to stand up and, and just say, guys, get your act together. Yeah. Come on. We're absolutely miserably failing the next generation. And so you can see this, this happening with, with different bloggers. Uh, some will accuse us of being grafters. You know, Taylor Martin is type typical grafter. You know, he'll he'll say anything to get clicks. Um, but, but the, you know, we are failing to preach the gospel to the next generation. I mean, and I think everybody can agree in this. We've we've gone from a one one very overly rigid, you know, uh, you know, hell, fire and brimstone preaching to so indulgent now that we, yeah. uh, ah, it's if you don't want, ah, guys, come on. <laughs> and in the midst of this, look what's happening. Do do you so now in Ireland? Do you guys have? Do you find that most of your audience is Irish, or most? Of, I would imagine most of your audience is American, right? Uh, it's uh, no, it's uh, American would be thirty percent. So it's wow. Irish, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of in Asia. I have a lot of Asia. I was walking through a shopping center in Singapore um, a couple of months ago, and a couple came up to me and said, "Robert." Uh, we follow on YouTube and then people were writing to me in Singapore said, we saw you at mass, but we didn't want to approach you because you were praying. And I said, Oh, you could just come up and introduce. <laughs> yeah. So, I've, And I've had this, I've been in France working and, and priests have reached out to me and laity have reached out to me. Oh, we see you're in France. Can we meet up with you? Um, so it's um, no 30% would be American. I'm, I'm Canadian. I'm Irish. So, you know, I'd have a following in Canada um, and uh, obviously in the English speaking world. And then I've done some videos in Spanish and Italian. So, you know, that's kind of the demographic. It's, it's, it's very, it's very um, spread out across the world. Hey, you have a, that's a pretty diverse. Uh, I would say that's a pretty diverse audience. I think we have a decent following in Australia. I catch so many Australian people watch us. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty awesome when you have, people in australia who they're like a full day ahead of us at the time zones yeah. that um that are so engaged in the catholic faith because i know it's it's rough in australia to, yeah. to find uh to find tradition especially but yeah i mean you were telling me in the green room that you because oh man this is it's, it's so funny. We were talking in the green room. We're like, we're going to wind up bringing all this stuff up again. How do we not have this? So you you speak three different languages. So you read um, you read a lot of Spanish blogs and things like that. Yeah. So this, the idea that this is a uniquely American podcaster uh, phenomenon is kind of crazy. You were saying that there's plenty of Spanish blogs that seem to echo a lot of the things we're seeing in America, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a big blogger in, in uh, Argentina, Father Ravasi, que no te la cuentan. And he shared Bishop Strickland's Spanish video because Bishop Strickland did this, did this big call. Uh, he shared, and Bishop Strickland speaks Spanish and yeah. he did this video in Spanish. Bishop Strickland's Spanish video 
got more views, you can go and look at this, than the English-speaking video. That goes to show his reach. And I would say the backlash from Rome came from the fact that you ha- you now have an American bishop speaking into Spanish-speaking world. And, you know, you can debate whether he did, what we did was right or wrong, but... um. You know, Bishop Strickland has 20 seminarians in his tiny dice. Think 120,000 people, right? Tiny. Tiny, yeah, it's a small yeah. little. Yeah, fourth, fourth, fourth. Uh, he's the fourth bishop of that diocese. We have 4.5 million yeah. Catholics in Ireland, okay? 4.5 million on this island, 26 dioceses on this island. And uh, we have the same number of seminarians in our only last remaining semi- uh, national seminary as the Diocese of Tyler. Wow. Think yeah. about that. Now, if we had Bishop Strickland over here in Ireland, <laughs> we might have a couple of hundred seminarians in our that's, seminary. He, that's a great point, right? I mean, if you true. even have one, oh man, it's so, it's so heartbreaking. That is actually really heartbreaking that they don't see that. I think they do see that. And I think that's part of the, part of the reasoning, actually. Because yeah. it's the type of seminarian that he's attracting that they're worried about. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I was talking and I was in working in France um six weeks ago in a diocese of uh, um Frigius uh, Toulon, where uh, there's a bishop called Bishop uh, Dominic Ray. Um and he's been sanctioned by the Vatican not to ordain men. So I think he has twelve. I could be mistaken, but I think there's 12 men that are that are that have done their preparation and are waiting to be ordained. And they're good men. Yeah. They yeah. are good men. So Tom, Tom, Tom and I are in the same diocese. He says we have three. Now, I'm in the second largest diocese in the country. So, Rob, should look up Rockville Center, how many uh, Catholics are in Rockville Center. For, to have three seminarians, we should probably have like 1.5 million Catholics or something, Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, it the just goes is- to show you. Yeah, but you're up near New York area, right? The, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's liberal, liberal. I mean, God. It, so, uh, Rockville Center is the sixth largest Catholic diocese in the United States, and this was 2005, so it's a little out of date. But in 2005, it served 1.5 million Catholics in 134 parishes. Okay, so and now, Robert, like, you were saying liberal New York, but that's not really true for Long Island. So, I, I live okay. on Long Island. And it's not very liberal. Um, it's really not. We always were very conservative. But but what does that mean when you're talking about Catholicism? Because people confuse the political with the with with the religious. Yeah. So so yeah. my father is one of the most conservative political guys I've ever known. But he's also one of the most liberal. I mean, he's he lo- he loves. He's very liberal in his liturgy, and he's also very liberal in his religion, and and to the point where now he doesn't even go to mass anymore. Mm. so it's 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 a hard thing to to really grasp I, I remember some of the conversations i had with my dad with dad how can you be so conservative in your politics and so liberal in your religion you've just you i just don't get it you know i tried to bring him maybe to a traditional mass he won't even go he won't have it nothing so it's you know when when you're looking at the faith it really does come i don't care where you are you could be in the most liberal place on earth if your parents instill in you or if you have a deep conversion of heart from something you're exposed to you're going to become a conservative when it comes to your faith you know yeah yeah you know yeah, i didn't you know, three seminarians and uh, 1.5 million catholics my diocese has 40,000 catholics we have 11 seminarians hmm. 
I suppose the the real barometer of 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 a healthy Catholic diet is is how many people we get to heaven, and and we'll never that's, really know that's that. That's true. Yeah, but then uh, it's hard to know what barometer to measure. Is it mass attendance? Is it funds? Is it money? And I think the church now the barometer that's really pinching them is money. You know, yeah, the fact that you know we don't have enough income to ensure our churches to heat our churches to maintain our churches. It's 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 it is going in that direction, and um, we see that in Ireland. I mean, vocational crisis. It is. I mean, it's yeah. the writing is on the wall, um, and uh, you know, I think we could be doing. We we could actually drive a different conversation on this, and Strickland, for whatever reason. He is the number one Catholic bishop worldwide that has hit new in headlines. And um, the conversation is out there. You know, we have all these liberal bishops in Germany. We have that bishop that was invited to the synod. Not a single seminarian in his diocese. Not a single. I mean, and we have a country that half a million Catholics fill in a form because you have to formally go and say, I'm not a Catholic anymore. I'm not paying any taxes to the Catholic Church. I've renounced my Catholic affiliation. Please take me off your mailing list. They do that. (laughs) Guys, really, where are we going this in the future? Um, And I wish wish the Vatican would lend Joseph Strickland to Ireland for... (laughs) Yeah, well, well, what I'll say is this. So my my bishop, look, my, my bishop, uh, I don't want to, oh man, I wish I didn't say what the I see something because I don't want to cause any trouble. <laughs> You're going to get us in trouble, Ant. <laughs> my bishop is neither, I mean, I won't even say anything negative about him. I don't even know. I never hear anything from the guy. He's just non-existent. You know what I mean? He's not a good guy or a bad guy. He kind of just, he doesn't. I think he's one of those guys. I mean, he's in such a big diocese and he just wants to kind of keep his head down. And I don't blame him for that. I mean, especially under under Francis, you you have to be careful because if you stick your head up a little too much for tradition, you're going to because I'll follow him on Twitter and he says a lot of he'll quote Benedict the 16th all the time. He'll just quote some things from that. I would think this current pontificate would find a little controversial. So it's uh, he allows uh, our our community to exist, uh, our diocesan traditional ma- uh, community to exist. And he doesn't, he, you know, I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to get him in trouble. I, I kind of don't know what a bishop is to do in this, in this arena, because you look at a guy like Strickland who has this tiny little diocese yeah. and look, they made the decision to sack him. I think the day he wrote that tweet that said uh, it was in response to uh, back Patrick May. Coffin. It was ba- Patrick Coffin's, um, uh, the the hope hope is fuel conference, and he said, "I disagree with Patrick Coffin on the papacy, but I also uh, I I disagree with Pope Francis's program to undermine the faith." That was like earth shattering to everyone, and and they just made that decision. That's when he got the apostolic visitation. That's when they just you know they go through and they try to find any reason they can to get rid of this guy. And in the end, none of those reasons mattered. It just came down to Francis saying, "You're out." Yeah, but they made it big- usual. But they've made a big mistake. I mean, they've they've been so indulgent with other bishops, and for example, with the Archbishop Lefebvre, they gave him time and space to for dialogue. They presented of agreements with him. They said, "Do you believe in this?" You know, they sat down and spoke to them. They didn't do that with Bishop Strickland. They said, "Okay, you made this. What do you believe? Do you believe or not?" And they didn't give him time to clarify. And when he did clarify, uh, you know, it's not what people have been making out now. He. He 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 himself admits he made mistakes, but 
the ordinary Joe soul Catholic is saying, okay, he's made these mistakes. Has he been sleeping with seminarians? Has he been abusing minors? Has he been covering up pedophile priests? Has he been moving priests around his diocese? Does he have a mistress? Does he have children? Because there are bishops in communion with the Pope who have mistresses and have children. The Vatican knows this and they say nothing. We know that's this. crazy. That, no, that's crazy. The the a bishop just reincarnated Rupnik. And June. Even, even, oh, all I mean, right, Rob, because that's the most extreme example, right? Like we, all right, that's the most extreme example. But think about what Robert's saying. There are priests, uh, there are bishops, bishops, bishops who actually have nighty night Tobin scandal upon scandal on them, and it's as if, uh, I mean, Francis just praised the guy the other day who covered up abuse as he's simultaneously getting rid of Strickland. It is so. And and that's why I think I got so upset at the Lofton issue because Lofton's coming out and laying the groundwork for uh, seating everybody to 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 handle this Strickland dismissal as if no nope, this is the as if the only sin in the church these days is to criticize the Pope or to criticize the way the church the direction the church is heading in and I think that so many people are just so heartbroken over the actual direction of the church and 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 what I was really. What I've really noticed is that I don't care what what flavor of Catholicism you ascribe to. I don't care if you're you're SSPX, you're a traditional Latin mass, if you're just an Orthodox Catholic, if you're a charismatic Catholic with a deep because people can say things about the charismatic uh, movement. Those people love Jesus more than anybody I've ever seen, but, man. They adore our Lord, right? And all of us all have one thing in common. We're all very uneasy about the way things are going right now. Yeah, but the thing about the charismatic movement, and I don't think people have noticed, like Lofton picked up on um, on uh, Ralph Martin. He did a video against Ralph Martin. Ralph Martin, I mean, if you're looking at his videos, I mean, uh, this guy is more and more uh, is a traditional Catholic. <laughs> you know, yeah. you could say charismatic. And you're listening to Ralph Martin. And I said, Ralph Martin is a traditional Catholic. I mean, he wrote the book, The Fulfillment of All Desire. Oh, yeah, it's, one of the, it's a great book. I mean, every Catholic. I said this is more traditional than than. I, I mean, I, it is. But I would say charismatic Catholics have always been traditional in their faith. It's their liturgy that they're not traditional in, right? But yeah, but I've been to charismatic masses, and I just think it's very. I mean, here in Ireland, I'm just talking about the charismatic movement here in Ireland. The priests that I know that are part of it, and they just say the Novus Ordo end to end as as they say the black do the red. They're, they do do the guitar stuff and the singing yeah. at the beginning, which is not. I I, I mean I'm not into that. I I, I don't like that. that um, but I I I'm not going. The mass is the mass, and yeah. then at the end they just uh, adoration and simple things. So, and and their homilies, their homilies like are really you know really powerful homilies yeah. come on uh, and uh, you know and what are the fruits that I'm seeing from that okay you're going to confession you're going to adoration you're you're, you're doing uh, ministry you're doing missionary work you know change life you know it's not yeah. sitting back to, I mean no, so listen, I'll t okay so Robert let me give you a little a little uh, because I, I've seen one of your videos that I that, that'll actually bring up an interesting point so growing up my my mom always had a deep faith my father didn't my mom it's such a long story and I've told it before, but my mom somehow gets my father to agree to go to Medjugorje. 
Okay. So my dad was like a militant <laughs> atheist before this trip. He comes back from this trip on fire for God, man. When I tell you playing playing guitar, playing guitar in the music ministry at church. And my parents are very involved in the charismatic renewal growing up. And um, you know, just to see my father transform like that, my mom stops using birth control at that point because it so that's the I that's the point I'm trying to get at is that the, the charismatic movement, while I I was never a fan of the liturgical things because my mom would make me go to life teen masses and things like that. I was never a fan of that stuff, but I've never met a group of people more on fire for God who were very adamant that you needed to ascribe faithfully to the moral precepts of the church i mean they were no no birth control no no sex outside of marriage i mean everything you would think a traditional catholic believes is just their liturgy and their music that would be different you know so that yeah. like you said when when he goes after ralph martin i don't think he realizes how faithful ralph martin is i mean yes i'm sure he did actually realize that but how many people adore ralph martin and the blowback yeah. that would come from that because i love ralph martin i'm sitting and watching him have a conversation with matt frad you won't find something i disagree with on, from the yeah. guy you know and 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 this and the thing is what lofton fails may fail to understand is ralph martin has spent a lifetime studying and meditating on this mm. and it's not just a, a you know an off-the-cuff remark he's saying it's look this is what he has studied over the course of, I mean, and he's, he's met, he's met John Paul II and Benedict and all this, and he's been promoted and studied this. It's not like he's a liberal Catholic. He said, look, this is what we, we have always believed. And, and now there is confusion and, and people are, 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 and I don't think Lofton understands that. I mean, I, I would, I would be very hesitant in criticizing as major Catholic figures. I, and I tentatively did it with Bishop Schneider, but I, I did it with very considered just yeah. on, on certain areas. But I wasn't, and I, and I said, I'm not an expert, but I just said, look, I, I just found some of, some of the things that he wrote confusing, and, but I, I, I do praise his work. And look, it's, we, just, we, we just have to come together and, not, and, and, and just be brothers in Christ. We have one yeah. mission. And yeah. have to listen, I've I've seen you have disagreements with even even Kennedy Hall, right? But it's a it's a tweet. It's hey Kennedy, I don't understand this. And with Tim Gordon, hey, I don't understand. What are you getting at with this? It's not a series of videos <laughs> where it's no, one no. after the other after the other. And I it's you know, I, I don't think there's an issue with having disagreements. That's that you should be able to have healthy disagreements where hey, I want to challenge you on something that I saw you say that I'm not so sure about. It's Look, I will say this. I understand the temptation to do response videos because we've never gotten more interaction than we did from our Lofton response video ever. <laughs> I mean, when I tell you my notifications on comments for that video, every two, every time I swipe down, I look up and we got five <laughs> new subscribers on the channel. It's a very tempting thing to do response videos because your channel will grow and your video is going to get some traction. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I'd be able to sleep at night because I don't want I I want I want to build something. I don't want to tear things down. And I feel like doing it, yeah. response videos all the time is kind of just tearing others down and it's not building something. Yeah. And and no, I hope Michael no. comes around back to having the conversation with all of us. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we do have to be careful because then we, we, we just become polarizing you know and you know it's very easy to do a video that oh gets the clicks but does it does it nurse it? and i fall into this trap um 
you know, there's some videos that I do a lot of preparation and I do a lot of study and I've scripted it out and said, oh, I put my heart and soul into this and I hope it reaches a soul and it gets 200 views and I've spent eight hours on it. And there's other videos I do 10 minutes and I do a rant and it gets 120,000 views. Crazy. Saying, oh God, <laughs> what did I do here? What did I do here? <laughs> and did, um, you know, uh, but like, and that's where I'd love people to, 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 to come to know the person that we're all debating about, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, his message, his church, his his gospel, the, the teachings that he left us, uh, you know, how it's how it's moving through the magisterium. I'd love people to come to know him. And uh, I, I think the greatest messages I get are people saying, I'm not Catholic and I've listened to you and I want to become Catholic. And Oh, those are the best. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's uh, that, that, uh, that for me is look, or people that are suicidal, and that are depressed and say, look, I've listened to your video and you've helped me and I've gone to church or I've gone to confession or I've done this. And I said, well, thanks. Thank. I mean, that's the, that's the Holy spirit. That's God working yeah. through us. You know, that's not, that's, we, we just not, I didn't do that. Uh, our Lord did that, you know, and, it's, it's, uh, al- it's always beautiful. I mean, if you get a comment that says ah, it's the first time you guys, some, something you guys said led me to go back to confession after a decade yeah. or something, you know, you're like, wait, what the heck? We're just over here goofing around. I don't know what the heck we could have said, you know, um, but there, but that is God doing that. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a wild thing what God will use to spark something in somebody's heart. And it's always touching when you are somehow a part of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and that, that's what we really should be doing. Just have, what is the mission of what we're doing as Catholic bloggers? We have to make, we have to help people know, love and encounter Christ in, yeah. in, in the Eucharist, in, in, in sacred scripture, in our communities, uh, you know, and bring them in. I've, I've been blessed. I've, I've, I've a large group of men and we meet every so often and, and we are all different walks of life and different backgrounds. And we have different discussions and, and I suppose I have different prayer groups. And, and in Ireland, I, I, I know people in traditional side and the charismatic side and the ordinary side. And, you know, you want to, you want to build that up um, and, and give them the, the good news. It can transform your life. And that's, that's what really was driving me on more in Ireland than anything else. And, and we'll see where what God uses this for, but uh, the Medjugorje, the Medjugorje. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted. That's what I was just going to say because I saw you put out a video saying I, I was wrong about Medjugorje. So you actually had had gone to Medjugorje, right? Okay, well, when me and Medjugorje, when I, in 1991, I, I was in the Legions of Christ. In 1991, the Franciscans from Medjugorje they came to our seminary in northern Italy. They were passing, um. And they were giving us a talk about Medjugorje, which was a bit strange because in our Legions of Christ, we generally don't branch into into apparitions or anything like yeah. this. But they did. They were just passing. They were looking for a place to stay. And they gave us a talk in Medjugorje. And then afterwards, we found out that some of these guys, they had double lives. They had children yeah. or they had, you know. And I just said, oh, I'm never getting involved in that bloody Medjugorje. Sorry. I'm just saying at the time, this was my thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get involved in this. After with the Legions of Christ and all this, I said, look, it's just another scam. It's just another scam in the church, just another yeah. money-making opportunity. And, you know, off you go and we'll see how it progresses. And it was only when my son got run over by a car last year. And the, the morning before he was ran over, somebody gave me this, this rosary from Medjugorje. So it was a, uh, 
uh, we were going to a prayer group and he handed me this rosary. He said, oh, I was looking, I was in Medjugorje and uh, here's a rosary. And then my son got knocked over and my wife was saying, like, he really got knocked over by a car, like really out walking over the bonnet, breaks the windscreen and everything. Off to the hospital, scan this, scan that, up, down, uh, and no, nothing there, completely fine. And my wife was saying, oh, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Nothing happened. And I just said, well, do you know what? I've gotten a rosary from Medjugorje today. And I'm going to, uh, a friend had been asking me to go to Medjugorje. And he's a good friend of mine. And I said, look, I'll go to Medjugorje with him and I'll have some crack with him. The Irish sense of the crack, you know, some form. Ah, I was going to say, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the Irish, the, the Irish banter. We'll, crack, we'll, huh? we'll, we'll, we'll go to mass and, you know, have a beer afterwards. You know, the, okay. the, the, you know, the, the, the Irish, the Irish sense of the word. Yeah, Irish... this dream got interesting fast. <laughs> you know, we just, I mean, I wasn't going to Medjugorje for any other reason but to you know to go to I'll ha- I said, look I'll have prayer and stuff like that and um I had uh, been in contact with Father Leon Pereira he's the English speaking Dominican that that works in Medjugorje so he he just kind of filled me in on on some of the controversial stuff in there and how to understand you know once our lady supposedly said that all religions are equal and he said when well, that's not what she said you know that's what any and he kind of made me understand you know how the children were interpreting uh, because they live in a very multi-ethnical area, yeah. and it was just okay. They're 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 how you interpret this because some people ran off with that quote as if oh she's speaking heresy. And he said when she didn't actually say that, so you had to put it in context. So went out to Medjugorje, and um, the first thing I remember that evening, I arrived to Medjugorje. Uh, it was a Wednesday evening and I walked to where they were having the big mass outside in the evening. And all I could see across the whole town were these words, Och est enum corpus meum quad provobis tradetur, because they were saying the mass, but they were saying the consecration in Latin, which is the universal language of the church. And I said, oh, I didn't expect this. <laughs> where did this appear out of? And um, and I'd say it privately, guys, the, um, uh, and people have I've spoken to other people, but I went up Cross Mountain this is the big mountain. It's across yeah. there. It was, and Our Lady said to me, "You know, go back to Ireland and organize adoration in in Derry, uh, a city in Ireland." I said, "Oh, do you know what? This is this is this is how do I digest this?" And I went down the mountain and I met some people from Derry, and I said to them, "Do you know what's happened to me in the mountain? Is this?" And the man says, "Oh, that's from God. You know, we need to do this." And he said to me, well, I was a lady paid for us to come to Medjugorje. And they said, we need to go to Medjugorje because there's a man whose son has been knocked down by a car that's in Medjugorje. I said, what? (laughs) 11 men had their whole trip paid to come out to Medjugorje to to supposedly be there. From Derry. So you go up and God puts on your heart that you have to organize yeah. adoration yeah. in Derry. And then 11 men say, somebody paid for us to come to Medjugorje to meet a man whose son got hit by a car. Yeah. And actually a month before, a month before I was with a Catholic author, Roger Book. And he said to me, Robert, you should go up to Derry and meet these men. You know, they're, they're knights of the Eucharist. You're in, cause they're, they're, they're whole car, they're whole, they're, they're knights of the blessed Eucharist. And like, uh, so that they, 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 they wear this big scapular mm-hmm. and uh, you should go up there and meet them. And I said, Oh, do you know what? I, I should, but sure. I didn't have time. And I, and then I, they wind up in Derry. So there was very strange. 
God incidences in, in, in Medjugorje. And, and, I, and at the end of the day, what, what we were going to do was adoration. Do you know what? And I said that to the bishop. I said, look, I don't know what's going on here. We're not going to do anything controversial. We're going to have no talks or or anything. I said to the bishop, just let us do adoration. The bishop said, yeah, go off and do the adoration in the church. And he he gave us the blessing. Now, I don't know. I, I, that's all I can say. So, um, And Our Lady has, uh, she asked me to do a prayer group in a, in, a, in a shrine here beside me where she allegedly appeared. She said, do a men's prayer group there. And I procrastinated on that. But this, there was a miracle that happened with in that in that particular shrine. I put it on my blog. Look, I'm going to do a, I'm I am going to do a men's prayer group every Tuesday at 8, 8, 8 p.m. And we're going to have rosary scripture and a cup of tea and coffee. So just come along. Um the week before Joe Biden arrived to the town where I live, you know, just took over the town. Uh, it was a Tuesday and I and I had planned to go to a, a Catholic event somewhere else. But because Joe, the Secret Service and everything was all around the town, I literally could not pass through the town here in, in, in my mm-hmm. town. And uh, I was so I was here at home and I got a phone call. And I said, uh, we're out here in the shrine, but there's nobody here for the prayer group. And I said, oh, no, I haven't started yet. I said, I'm going to do it every Tuesday, but just follow my videos and you'll get the date. But then I said, look, I'm only 10 minutes away. So I went out and I met them. And I was, there was this young man that had driven four hours to meet me across Ireland in that prayer group. And as soon as I walked in, I get a vision of him. He's in Medjugorje and he's in confession. I said, wow, this is really strange. Uh, but I you know, didn't want to frighten the poor lad because, you know, <laughs> what you don't you don't know where he's coming from. And I just met the lad. Uh, so I, I bring him to a... Uh, uh, another men's prayer group that was closer to him. And I said, look, there's another man that does a men's ministry here and he works with a priest. You'd be better off going there for a prayer because I'm I'm further away. Two weeks later, that prayer group invites him to Medjugorje. And he goes out to Medjugorje and he's walking along the street and Father Leon sees him and and click he said oh maybe this man needs confession he goes out goes goes over and ask him the man comes back to ireland he says robert you never guess what happened this 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 and i said i know what happened because i saw it i saw the vision and it was like god needed to give me the vision and then he needed to give me the confirmation and so it's i I can't explain what's going on in medjugorje i know people hit out at me you know, this and that. And the other. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. It's driving people to confession. It's driving people to, I know in my own life, in the last year, I've gone more to confession. I've gone more to adoration. You know, I know in my own interior, I'm different. I am different. Yeah. I, I And I can't explain it. I don't I don't think you need to make a pronouncement on whether the visionaries are on anything. You know, I don't think you need to do that. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've never been there, so I can't make a pronouncement on it. I just, I've only heard these really wild stories like you're telling me, right? (laughs) Like, like I I know my father had a set of rosary beads since he was 15 years old. And when he went, the the links between them turned, they went from silver to gold. And I saw a man who had a very hardened heart come back with a softened heart. And so these things happen. Um, I don't think we need to make a pronouncement on whether the visionaries are lying or anything like that. I, I don't, I don't really care. I do think yeah. it's very interesting that these beautiful stories happen there and uh, there are millions of conversions and anybody who goes there seems to come back changing their view. If they went with a negative view, they kind of come back. All right. I'm not, maybe I was a little wrong about it. You know, I don't, yeah. I've never been there. So I really, I, 
I'm just not going to take a hard line stance on something that I don't know enough about. Anthony, you're a visionary. <laughs> and again, I, I again, as I said, maybe maybe I needed they needed an anti an anti um, Medjugorje person, but I had an incredible Medjugorje experience a few weeks ago. It was just, I put it up in one of my videos. This this couple, they rang me up and said, we're in Knock. It's our local shrine. And are you around? I said, yeah, I was thinking of going to Knock. So anyway, I sat down and, and talked to them and spoke to them. And as we were leaving, the man said, oh, we, well, my, my mother, she used to be a Protestant, but she converted to Catholicism after going to Medjugorje. And I stopped and I looked at him and I said, this is so strange that I'm meeting you, that you rang me up. I was just reading about your mother two days ago. You know, she was a well-known Irish journalist. I said, how can this be? That same evening, that same evening, I was driving to my mother's and I walked into a petrol station, a gas station. I was coming through it. And coming out of the gas station, a lady passes me and she looks at me and she moves on. And then the man that I just met that day, the man whose mother I was talking to, he said to me, do you know what's strange, Robert? You've just met my sister as well today. I said, how did I meet your sister? You were off somewhere else and you passed each other. This is really bizarre. That it was like I'm reading about his mother, then I'm meeting two of their children. And <laughs> I, it was really because, you know, this man's daughter, she was an. this is what this is the fruit of Medjugorje. Is yeah. it, listen to this. That family, he's got seven kids, six kids or something like this. They went, they were on holidays in Italy and they went into an ordinary mass and the child kneel, kneels down for communion. Like just because they've educated the kids to mm-hmm. respect the Eucharist. And in Medjugorje, a lot of people kneel for communion and the priests always give them, you know, reverent way. And the priest slaps her on the cheek, not a tap, a slap. And he says, get up, get up. And, uh, you know, and I just think, hold on a second. What are we doing in the church here? Yeah. You know, yeah. what are we doing? Guys, you, we have, we, we, our kids are being slapped for, <clears throat> for reverencing the Eucharist. While the majority of young people don't care about the Eucharist, don't go to Mass. And those that do, we don't even, we don't even show them the the, the, the beauty of the Eucharist. Um, I mean, that's an isolated experience. Yeah. But, um, Look, but yeah, you, I, see, you see that whatever whatever's going on there, people are coming back on fire for the the, the Catholic faith, you know. So, I, yeah, I, I reserve judgment on it. I've, I of course say if, if the church condemns it, that's you know that's yeah, not my place to make exactly. a judgment on that. I can only tell you that I've never been there, so I'm not uh, I'm not going to. I think a lot of times people hear a talk on something from somebody that they respect, and they go, "Well, this 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 priest said this about this, so I have to hold that hard line position." Yes. And it's like, yeah. All right, but you know, I kind of, I kind of, uh, I until I do, do until until I visited it myself, I'm not making a pronouncement on it. You know, yeah. I just, but so, um, yeah. what we also were uh, in the green room, we were talking about. Oh, so that's what I was going to get back to the um, you you were saying um, the the overall consensus around there though. Uh, with, with the Spanish blogs and stuff is that they they do kind of have the same sentiment, not just the, the Strickland thing, but they it, it really doesn't seem like a uniquely English thing that they're they're feeling worried about the direction of the church. Right. Like it, 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 it because they will make you feel like it's just us. But I do think everybody is pr- pretty upset. I know I know um, somebody posted the other day that there's there's even Italian bloggers and YouTubers that are all talking about this stuff. And you see there's a there's a French traditional movement that's kind of emerging, even when the cathedral 
uh, when Notre Dame went on fire, you saw everybody on their knees singing the Ave Maria. I, I, I think that they're trying to pigeonhole us. And I, I was wondering what it looks like from an Irish perspective, what to see the craziness in the American church. Is it, is it a strange phenomenon or. I mean, it's, it's a, what, what has happened in American Catholicism is a good thing under Pope Francis because he has <laughs> he has filled conservative seminaries. He's 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 he's, he's actually <laughs> driving. He's the best pope you could have had for America, and that seems strange for me to say, but I, I'm just going to call it out. I mean, Catholics that love the faith because we look if we've been formed under two papacies, uh, you know, I'm John Paul II man. And you've been formed and you've read all his documents and he's the person. And then all of a sudden we have Pope Francis and then he's taking a, a, a different approach to things. This is going to cause a, a certain confusion, a certain challenge to us to love the faith. And we can see this playing through the Spanish world. We see it through Poland. I mean, the Poland, uh, you can definitely, there's definitely an, a lot of confusion there. Uh, and, and, this, and in the Spanish speaking world or in the, um, Portuguese-speaking world, there is a blogger. He has 600 and something thousand followers in Brazil. And, uh, you know, he's he's also he's also driving the same type of question. So, um, you know, it's not unique. It's not unique to America. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I want to address this. Um, that's exactly what I am. I'm on the fence. I mean, it's, it's, I, you could not find a better term for where I am. I'm on the fence about Medjugorje. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know. I, I don't. I don't think I have I, I, to make a hardline position on it. And I'm on the fence as well. Like, if it came out to, tomorrow that it was a complete fraud, well, I, I would just say, okay, that's yeah. that. You know, but don't knock, don't knock the fruits that are actually there. Like Mary's meals, that that charity alone, Mary's meals, has has fed millions, millions well, of children. Well, around Robert, them. I have five siblings. Because of Medjugorje, you have to understand yeah, that my know, parents I came know. back, and my mom said, "I'm not going to use birth control anymore because they took that trip." Right? So, yeah, like my five younger siblings actually owe their lives to Medjugorje, whether it's a real apparition or not. So, I'm not going to go out and condemn this apparition that I don't know anything about. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's actually is the perfect explanation is me sitting on the fence about it. So, um, yeah. no, we look this person and I understand this person wants us to say, OK, well, the local bishop can I, I'm just not going to make a. To be know, fair, a, a bishop kind of in that area of the world also incarnated Rupnik. So <laughs> let's not pretend that bishops are, you know, perfect here people. Yeah, I, I, I would just encourage people on Medjugorje just to listen to Father Leon Pereira because he does go through all of the different objections to it. You know, the money and the condemnations of the bishops and, you know, the various things. And again, I you know, at the end of the day, you do not need to believe in apparitions to be Catholic. Uh, private revelation is not part of the yeah. deposit of the faith. Uh, so uh, all I can say is going to adoration there. And, and the confession, oh, my God, that is, I've never seen anything like that in the Catholic world, never in my life, uh, the, the, the phenomenon of confession. And, I, and I, I'm just saying that. No, you know? Just look at this, like, not ever coming back. Like, look at how erratic I'm you're sorry. reacting. Like, how erratic. Settle down. 
Nobody, you make it like we're out here telling people to go to Medjugorje. I don't know, man. That 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 to me just seems so ridiculous. We're just having. A I, I've I've met people having conversion in Medjugorje coming back and 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 only going to traditional Latin mass. Yeah, so like, I, I do. The, the fruits are there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I've also seen. Well, like I was just talking about my father. My my parents came back with that conversion, and my father doesn't go to mass now. So maybe the maybe the conversion doesn't last. It's a spiritual. Ho- I think that's the biggest danger in the charismatic movement is that you you can go from these uh, chasing these mountaintop experiences and these yeah. feelings of a spiritual high. That is something I will absolutely say. That is a very dangerous thing about the charismatic movement is when you're not feeling that spiritual high you're getting at your charismatic mass or your conference that you're going to, it can be very hard to live through the lows. And yeah. there's something very stabilizing about uh, the, the, the traditional liturgy that I have found in my own life is that it helps me to maintain more of a stable uh, a stable faith life of uh, just the traditional prayers that I've been saying now and going to the traditional mass on Sundays. It has given me this very stable faith where I, it's not such a mountaintop to a, a canyon yeah. uh, relationship but, with God. But, but this is where proper spiritual formation is needed. You know, to so many mm-hmm. Catholics, they don't know the catechism. They don't know how to pray the stages of prayer, like the stages of sanctification. And, you know, you have a good spiritual director. They will bring you through, okay, how do I move through the spiritual life, what I'm feeling? Because if we, the first rule in the spiritual life, beware of feelings. Because if we only, if we only react to our feelings, we're never going to have a spiritual life. Yeah. You're never, act, you need discipline. I, you know, it needs to be this aura at labora process. You know, it's age old. And that's what we need to be teaching Catholics today. You know, okay, you've had a conversion. Now you've had, now we have to nourish that, but you have to do it with tradition, with the, mm-hmm. with the lives of the saints, you know, what Teresa of Avila, John of the Cross, all of these amazing saints that, that will teach you, look, this is how you, you develop your spiritual life. And that requires obedience and humility. And sometimes you won't feel everything uh, or feel not anything, uh, really. Yeah, I think uh, I, it's, 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 it's such a divisive topic, Medjugorje, right? You can't even voice any like, like uh, questions about it without getting people to, yeah, look, I'm a local bishop. I'd rather listen to local. I get all that. We're just... You know, it's just a yeah. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's divisive. Uh, I, and again, I, that comment there that I'm never coming back. I used to be that person. Yeah, I, I would say to Medjugorje, the Medjugorje fanatics. I said, you know, you're, you're. What happens when that is proven a fraud? I said, you know, will you still be a Catholic? I used to say that to them, and uh, and and, and uh, look, uh, all I can say is just, you know, know the faith. And just and just be prepared for that what if scenario that it is all a scam. How will that impact you? Did, did you yeah. know Christ more? So that's that's the, what I'm saying is like and look, there is real grace in Medjugorje, objective real grace. Those are real priests with sacramental character that give real confession, real Eucharist. So uh, you know the church was there before the apparition. Kruzhevats was there before the apparition. Look, there, in some way, there is grace working in Medjugorje. Um, now yeah, I think I think that you you have you also have uh, manipulation from certain outside forces trying to swing yeah. things in ways. Also, you know, like like you said, you you know, those Franciscan priests that came and gave the talk, they all were found to live double lives. I mean, there's there are major problems with Medjugorje. There absolutely yeah. is. Um, 
the, the, the there's problems with the visionaries too. I mean, there are major issues there. So we, you know, we're just, I yeah. think that God can write straight with crooked lines is all I was saying before <laughs> with, with, um, I, I don't know about the visionaries. It's like, if all these people are being drawn to a place, uh, f- for the, the, the impression that our ladies appearing there, that doesn't mean God can't use that place for good. Even if these individuals are doing something suspicious, I think, yeah. I, I, yeah. you know, they're you still going to. there with an open heart, with a disposition to seek God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that I think that's what's required to have. I think that is the the one requirement for faith is that you have to be you have to have an open disposition in your heart to have God enter it. God can't force His way in. You have to actually ask to you know seek, and you will find. Knock, and yeah. the door will be open. Exactly, exactly. So, um, the, uh, Robert, I'm, I'm really glad you came out. I was going to switch topics, but after that, that it's kind of, <laughs> you know, <that> was, <laughs> I know this was last minute, man. I appreciate you coming on with us. Um, oh, question for Robert. Okay. So, uh, avoiding Babylon question for Mr. Nugent. Is he a fellow fan of father Reginald Lagrange, uh, three ages of the interior life? Uh, Gary, uh, I, I actually don't know him, but I have, um, the three stages of the there's a there's a book that I'm just reading at the moment, which is the ascent of man to God and uh, uh, answering the Vatican II period doctrine of acquiring Christian perfection and the universal call to holiness. So the three stages of the spiritual life, you know, the the purgative, the contemplative, the illuminative, you know, this. Uh, this, this path of purification or sanctification, you see it in different saints and different people have spoken about it over 2000 years. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much interested in it because um, I, I really do think this is what we need to be introducing people to today so that you can navigate uh, how to navigate the, the spiritual life. And um, there's, a, uh, there's a theologian that's coming to the men's conference next, next weekend, Jean Corrie. Uh, he and he's he's doing a lot of work specifically on prayer and on 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 the the process of 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 sanctification um and um educating people on it so i i actually don't know that particular priest but i've i've been i've been studying other people at the end of the day remember i'm i'm a dad with kids uh, with a full-time job and, and a part-time yeah. blog and and i can't read everything um but, uh, yeah, that's that goes for all three of us. But I would say uh, yeah. none of you should mistake listening to a podcast for a prayer life. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and do you know what the real the real Catholics with a real prayer life are probably not on YouTube at all. They don't listen to any of our discussion. You 100%. know, <laughs> because like if if you do have a real, uh, and I say this to, to to men friends of mine, you know, concentrate on. On, on your prayer life, your family, sacraments, uh, nourishing yourself, scripture, uh, you know, the, 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 that's really what's going to feed you. I suppose these blogs, they kind of, they may reach out to people that, that haven't a clue about the faith and, the, and the, you know, it, it might be some meager effort of evangelization. I don't know. Um, but, you know, you're not going to get sanct- let, let Let's face it, you're not going to be a saint listening to people on YouTube. You won't. Well, we and, mo- and if, I would say this. We were saying earlier that, uh, you know, the shows that have the most views are usually the least beneficial spiritually. Exactly. So if you're going to look at something of ours, go look for the shows with low views. I bet you those are the ones that are the most edifying and that might actually help you. I, I, actually, actually, no. If you there's a, there's a channel called With Mary. 
uh, and it's run by Joe. I did an interview with the, the English speaking man that runs the English speaking site. He has, he gets millions and millions of views just by praying the rosary. So there is, you know, he's not giving any poor, any, it's just prayer. It's just yeah. pure. It's and, and and he has thousands of views, thousands of views. And there's a French man that does the same. And I was just 700,000 subscribers on the French channel. So look, it, there are benefits, you know, and and um, and Jean Curie's channel. He's just going through the spiritual life. He's not going into the politicization side of the of the church. But you know, so there is there is good and there is bad in the, in this part in this thing. But um, yeah, I would say I think I, I look. I want to say I appreciate uh, hard knock life. <laughs> Because <laughs> even though he disagreed with us on that, he's still got a good sense of humor. Saying I'm never coming back here. So look, guys, we're all, this. The whole point of this show was you don't have to agree on every little thing. You know what I mean? Like you don't need you know, somebody can have an opinion on Medjugorje you don't agree with, and you don't have to go into meltdown mode and say I'm never coming back here. That's so crazy. This is not like a pro Medjugorje channel or anything. Settle down. I don't know what to tell you, lady, that you got so upset, but it was clearly a woman getting that emotionally erratic. <laughs> and we're <laughs> off the rails. I knew it was going to happen. Gosh. <laughs> Only a woman would react like that. Oh, <laughs> no. Don't She's start. definitely not coming back now. <laughs> Listen, she will not get that joke. She will not find it funny. And we're uh, we're glad that she's not coming back. Anthony, we're pissed <laughs> off that you need to appease us. Yeah, that's a danger. That's a, that is also a danger you have to watch out for. Audience capture where... Um, you don't want to say something that you're that you don't believe just because you think your audience wants to hear it, right? I mean, I that no. for you to come out and say I was wrong about Medjugorje, it probably pissed off a lot of people that were following your channel. That's a difficult thing to say I was wrong about and to touch such a controversial subject that you know is so divisive. Yeah, but I but I I I was uh, I challenged Mike Lewis once on something, you know, we were at loggerheads on a specific thing that the, he had published and I and I viciously attacked um, well, not visually, but I attacked Mike Lewis on something, and afterwards I found out that he was actually right. Yeah, and I had to write him an email and apologize and say, "Look, Mike, you were right on on this," and uh, you know, eat the humble pie. So you know, we we do have to be careful, and that's why you know, at the end of the day, remember what is the purpose of what we're doing here for blogging about the faith. It is to bring souls to Christ, to the truth. And so it's not about audience retention. It's about, okay, well, look, we have a faith, the catechism, the Catholic church, let's, let's, uh, magisterium, let's, let's bring, bring people to understand the faith better, understand prayer better. That's our mission, guys. That's yeah. our only mission. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's good to not, <clears throat> not, uh, it's good to have these conversations where we're not just focusing on the negative. I mean, yeah, we, we touched on, you know, we're a little worried about, but we didn't focus on a single thing that Francis said. Like, I, I really don't like those shows. I'm not crazy about those shows when a document gets released that everybody's up in arms about. I like just having these Catholic conversations where you just get another Catholic on and just have a, a general conversation about the faith, about maybe some of these things that you've experienced. And this is a good yeah. way to end the show. So, Robert, really, thank you so much, man. I'm, no I'm problem. Glad I, I'm glad that I, sh I reached out to you yesterday. This, this, this it's is a, a pleasure. Pretty fun off the fly, uh, fly show. You have anything to promote? Uh, just the men's adoration next uh, next Friday and Saturday in Ireland. Anybody listening in Ireland? Um, Two thousand men were calling you to Derry to St Columba's Long Tower Church. Uh, Dana 
Um, everybody knows her in Ireland. Dana is leading us in the rosary and getting us to sing Light the Fire. And so I just want to thank uh, the, the, the clergy and bishops that have helped us in, uh, with the, with this. So just big shout out any Irish men or anybody that wants to fly into Ireland next Saturday, two to five, the Irish men's uh, adoration uh, is happening, uh, all Ireland. And so we're just looking and everybody- forward to that. Everybody remember, Robert said, if you don't visit Medjugorje, you can't go to heaven. <laughs> uh, he called it Catholic Mecca. Uh, <laughs> <it's> like... <laughs> I apologize for Anthony, everyone. I'm sorry. Uh, we had to get a little laugh at the end. You know that. So, uh, Guys, thank you for checking us out. This was a laugh. Michael Lofton is going to cut this. He's going to put this segment. He's going to say, Robert said this. <laughs> You love an edited version. <laughs> oh man, we can at least <laughs> promise you guys one laugh uh, before the show ends. Every time we come on, I just came to see Anthony talk about Australian people having PTSD <laughs> in a desert. So that that's a reference to me uh, talking. About oh the yeah, the version show. of alone, the show alone in Australia. But all right, guys, we're gonna wrap this up. It's Saturday. I'm gonna go play with my, fi- my play with my kids and hang with my family. Rob, Robert, and Rob are probably gonna go do the same. So thank you for joining us. Please share the shows man those that's the best way to get these out there especially an early morning saturday show we need we need the help yeah so if you you guys can share this on social media tell your friends about us at mass and we will see you guys on tuesday with kale zeldin Mm -hmm.